Welcome to Swords, Spears, and Arrows with Camille Babin, a podcast that features messages on spiritual formation, soul care, and a book club to help you win the battle within. Hello and welcome to Swords, Spears, and Arrows. I'm your host, Camille Babin. Thank you for tuning in for another episode. Today, I want to share a story with you. It's probably something that you're familiar with. You maybe have heard the story before, and it's about Lot. And Lot was Abraham's nephew. That uh, when you talk about the city of Sodom and Gomorrah, that's when most of the time you refer to Lot, because he was the one in that those cities that the angels came to visit and to tell him that basically they will destroy the cities and it gave him a way to escape. And most of the time we talk about Lot's wife. You probably have heard of her. We always mention her when we want to give the message or send this message that you shouldn't look back. What's behind you is past. You should look forward to the future. You shouldn't come back to what was. So we always refer to Lot's wife because she didn't follow the instruction. When the angels were giving them the instructions so that they could escape and their life will be preserved, she didn't follow the instruction, she didn't obey, and she looked back and she was changed into a pillar of salt. So we like to refer to Lord. We always said even later on, the Bible said, remember Lord's wife. And it's really a reminder for us not to look back at what, what has passed or what we, if we're leaving a situation, let's say if God takes us out of one place, we don't want to be stuck in that previous place. We don't want to be stuck in the past. We don't want to be stuck in what could have been a regret or a disappointment, whatever. We just want to keep moving forward and embrace the future. And as much as we like to talk about Lot's wife, today she's not the one that, that really caught my attention. She's not the one that I want to use as a reference point. But instead, I want us to take a look at Lot himself. What is so special or particular? What message do I wish to convey today using his story? And um, the the part that I want to share, I'm not going to read it, but it's in Genesis 19. Uh, And Genesis 19 tells us it's not the beginning. It's not the first time that we introduce to the main Lord because we already know who he is because because of his uncle Abraham. However, the, the chapter of Genesis 19 is very much focused on him alone. And again, it's when the angels came and told him that they will destroy the cities. And the way the angels even told, uh, spoke to Lot, they told him specifically, escape for your life. Do not look behind you, nor stay anywhere in the plain. Escape to the mountains, lest you be destroyed. So that was the, the instruction Uh, or I even want to say the command that the angels gave him. The angels were sent by the Lord to Lot and gave him a specific place, a specific direction that he had to follow and the place where he could go, basically find refuge for what was to come. And first of all, I want to stop right here to say, to consider that this is a privilege because the angels were not sent to other people even in the town. They were sent to Lot, and I assume that it's because of, of Abraham, because Abraham was so blessed, and the Lord had a covenant with him and told him 
that uh, everyone who blesses him will be blessed and everyone who cursed him will be cursed. So God was watching over that word even to make sure that it will come to pass. So I really believe that Lord, of course, benefited from uh, Abraham's covenant. And that's why the angels went to him and gave him those instructions. But look at the answer that, that Lot gave. And that's really what I want to highlight today because I feel like sometimes we focus so much on what his wife did that we kind of uh, overlook Lot position himself. And in verse 18, that's the answer. After the, the angels told him to go to the mountain, to escape to the mountains, Lord, Lot, Lot answered, he said, Please know, my Lord, indeed now, your servant has found favor in your sight and you have increased your mercy, which you have shown me by saving my life. But I cannot escape to the mountains, lest some evil overtake me and I die. See now, this city is near enough to flee to and it is a little one. Please let me escape there. Is it not a little one? And my soul shall live. And the title of the episode today or what I want to share with you is it's simply small minds don't win. Small minds don't win. Again, Lot had the opportunity to go to a place that I believe the Lord has already set for him. God showed him to his angels to go to the mountain, but Lot didn't want to go to the mountains. And I presume we can really make many assumptions here that the mountains were probably further than Lot wanted to go. To climb a mountain, uh, it will require more effort, more time, more energy. And I want to believe that Lot wasn't ready for it. Lot wasn't willing to push. He wasn't willing to, to, to do the work, to do what it takes for him to live in that place of, of, of protection, basically, to dwell under the shadow of the Lord. So Lot thought instead he had a better plan. He had a better solution. He thought that he could see and basically he could already know and tell which option was better for him. So instead of going to the mountains the way the, the angels instructed him, he chose for himself that little city that was near, that was close by. He didn't want to stretch beyond what he could see, but he wanted to remain in that place. And this message even has been uh, very personal to me because when we think about being comfort comfortable, when we think about living in comfort zone, and we say that all the time, we always know and we say that in our comfort zone, we cannot grow. We always have to push barriers. We always have to push uh, limitations and go beyond our fears and all that. And these are cute sayings sometimes, and they can remain cute saying unless we make a change unless we do something very different or unless we really live by them. And uh, what is very interesting in that is when we talk about being comfortable or living in our comfort zone, sometimes we don't, we don't always have the capacity to discern what is comfortable, what feels comfortable. Sometimes we may feel like uh, we're not being comfortable. We think we feel like we're being challenged, or maybe you know that's not the case because comfort doesn't always come announcing itself. It doesn't always say, "Oh, here I am. It's me." Now you're being comfortable. We find excuses. We find reasons. 
we can really feel justified sometimes because there is a situation and we can say, oh, you know, I won't have enough time to do it. Or maybe there's this, this reason or that reason. And because we feel like it's a valid point or it's a valid reason, so we stay right there, not realizing that we're still stuck in what I call comfort uh, uh, city. We stay stuck, in, and that's exactly what Lot did. The angels gave him a, an option. They told him, go to the mountains. He looked at the mountain. The mountain looked too far. The mountain looked too, too, too steep, maybe, to climb. It felt to him like it wouldn't be safe enough. So instead, he said, let me rely on my own strength. Let me rely on what I think I know. Let me rely on what makes me feel good. You know, whatever doesn't scare me, let me choose that. And today I'm challenging us, me included, to see beyond our, our fears, to see past uh, 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 what we know. Because if we stay in what we know, if we stay in what, we, what, uh, what is familiar, we will never embrace what God has for us. And we can definitely place Lot right next to Abraham. And it's not to compare just for the sake of comparing but why is it that Abraham is such a great man of faith? Because when Abraham was asked to, 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 to dream bigger, to think bigger, to see beyond uh, uh, what was right in front of his face, he had to exercise his faith. He had to challenge himself and see because the Lord told him, the children you will have will be as numerous as the stars in the sky. And let me tell you, and I know you probably have done the experience before, the more you look at the, the sky, the more stars, especially when you have stars in the sky, you feel like the more stars will appear. At least that's what it's been for me since I was a little girl. I can remember at night when I would be looking at the sky and I would see the stars and my sisters and I sometimes we try to count the stars. And it felt like the more we were looking at it or the more we were counting, the more stars will appear. So that will require work. That will take patience to stand there and feel like every time I feel like I'm at the end, I'm almost done counting. There's another one that comes. There's another one that appears. But yet Abraham had to stand and be able to do that, be able to see uh, uh, all the stars that he could see, to imagine, to project himself in the future and see and stretch his imag imagination and allow the Holy Spirit, the Lord, to guide him and to show him basically a glimpse or a vision of his future so that he could take a hold of it. He could really uh, set his faith on it and his heart and his mind and everything within him to embrace the plan that God has for his life. On the, the contrary, Lot wasn't ready for that. Lot wasn't willing to push past, uh, uh, you know, the regular routine or the effort that he, he already was making. It felt like this would require too much of him. That was too much. And today I want to ask, I want us to ask ourselves, what have we considered to be too much? What, what are the things that feel like they will stretch us, they will uh, require from us to expand, to enlarge, to really feel comfortable? Those are the things that I want us to think about because, again, comfort doesn't announce itself. It doesn't come, you know, with the, with the name tag, not all the time. And again, because we feel like we have reasons, we have excuses, 
we don't even realize and we feel like it's okay. Why? Because Lord said, I don't want to die. If I go to that, the mountain, the way you're telling me, I will die. Or, uh, evil may overtake me and I will die. So how many times have we given such an answer? We feel like, oh, if I take this job, uh, it's not going to work because the hours are this way or maybe the distance is kind of too far. We have many reasons. Sometimes even when we have a choice between the two places, two cities or two states to move to, and we say, oh, no, this one here, I have friends. At least I already know people because I have my children. It's not going to be easy for me if I go to a place where I don't know anybody. But what if God is still sending you to a place where you know nobody? What if God is taking you to a place that you've never been, that you don't know who's there already waiting for you? But yet you look at what's, what's comfortable, what seems practical, or even for you, what seems logical and makes sense. And you say, that's what I'm going to choose. And God is looking at you saying, this is really not what I have for you. I want you to stretch beyond your fears. I want you to be able to exercise your faith and be able to grab and take a hold of what I have for you, because only your faith will be able to open your eyes, your spiritual eyes, to see what's behind the veil. The things that do not appear at, at, at you know, they're not, they're not on the surface, but you still have sometimes to scratch the surface, to peel a few layers if you want to, even when you have a gift, to open the gift. That gift is wrapped, and you need uh, uh, some type of, you know, like strength or uh, patience to unwrap the, the gift, to remove the ribbon and remove the paper and sometimes even open the, the film, the plastic wrap and all these different things we do. But we don't see it the same way. When it's a gift, we feel like, oh, it's a gift. So, of course, I want to see what's inside. It's mine. So I will remove the paper. I'll rip the paper if I have to rip the, the, the film or remove the tape, whatever. It doesn't matter. Even if it's a small package, you go through the steps. But why why is it that when it's God's promise, when it's God's word or God's instructions, we're not always willing to, sh to rip the paper. We're not always willing to, to, to do what it takes, to take the steps, but to rip the paper and see what's there and see, you know, just uh, uh, do a little effort, be a little more courageous, you know. And that's really what I, I felt like in my spirit to share because we don't want to compromise. And I want you to think about that. What are the things that you're compromising for that may not look like compromise? But if you ask yourself the real questions, if you really ask yourself, you pause for a moment and you ask the Lord even to show you, to reveal to you maybe the real reasons why you're saying no to an opportunity or why you're saying yes to something. And you will realize, is it from a place of comfort? Is it from a place of compromise or am I being challenged? Am I being stretched? Do I feel like I'm being pulled in different directions? Do I feel like, you know, everything inside of me is just pulling? I feel those growing pains. I feel, uh, you know, like I'm really, and I'm not, I'm really not right now talking about stretching yourself too thin and being, you know, committed to different things. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when we feel like the Lord is really taking us to another level, to another dimension. Of course, just like a baby, when the baby grows, you know, you feel the stretching. Even with your clothes, you see, you feel when you gain weight, you feel uh, uh, that there's a stretch, there's a pull, right? The clothes, you need to have something maybe that would be larger, bigger so that you can fit. 
So I really want us to think about it because as a life coach, my role is to ask you questions. My role is to uh, uh, push you and encourage you to, to dig deeper, to ask yourself the question that don't seem so obvious. But at the end, you will really experience great joy and great success if you really take a minute to just ask yourself the real reason behind what you, why you do what you do. Because I want to end on this, this last segment because you can say, yeah, but anyway, Lot was able to move to the city that, it, like he said, he went to that little city, that small city. It's like God had something big for him. He said, basically, the mountain is yours. Go to the mountain. But Lot said, no, I'm not going to go to the mountain. I don't want that big. I don't want that much. I don't want, you know, all these things. It seems too big. It seems too scary. It's too distant. I don't see that happening right now. It's going to take so, too much time for me to get there. I don't think I have the strength. I don't think I have the energy. Maybe I'm too old already. I mean, so many different reasons. So he didn't go and he settled for that small city. But guess what happened? He still had at some point to move out of that town. Because all these cities were being destroyed. All these cities were being overthrown. So he still had to go and dwell in the mountain. That's what uh, the verse down tells us. That he still had to go to, 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 to the mountain. And when he went, it's verse 30. Then Lot went up out of Zohar, that was the city that he chose, and dwelt in the mountains. And his two daughters were with him. And maybe you already know the story uh, of Lot and his daughters. After he did all of that and he ended up being in the mountains, guess what happened? It was just he and his daughters. And because they were afraid too, because what you don't confront, it will be part of your inheritance. It will be part of your lineage. If you don't defeat the, 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 those, uh, those um, giants, you pass it on to the next generation. And his daughters rose up and they were filled with the same spirit with the same fear that Lot had. They too, they were afraid. And they looked at the situation and they said, oh my goodness, we have to do something. It's only our father and ourselves. We have no men, there's nothing. How are we gonna make sure that we, we, we continue our bloodline, that we continue this lineage? We, basically after us, there's nobody. We need to make sure that we have heirs to follow after us, to keep you know, our father's name alive. So they decided, to, to sleep with the father, to actually give him some, some, something to drink so that they could even, I want to say it like that because that's what it looks to me, they took advantage of the father while he was asleep. One sister after another decided to get the father drunk so that they could sleep with him in, in the night and get pregnant. And that's what happened. And both of them got pregnant and the children are named Moab and Ammon. And you probably have heard already about the Moabites and the Ammonites. And they're not the people that followed God. They're not the people. And when you talk even about Ruth and Naomi, that was Ruth was a Moabite. And they were the people that would sacrifice their children. They were the people that were doing uh, uh, idol worshiping, basically. So all of that at the end for you to have heirs that will not follow the Lord, that will not follow in the footsteps, that will not know him, that will not worship him. So basically your life that you wanted to preserve still has been destroyed. Nobody after that point talked about Lot again, unless we mention his wife. Nobody sees Lot the way we see Abraham, the way Abraham was favored and blessed. We cannot say the same for his nephew. We can't say the same for him. 
And that's why I felt in my spirit, in my heart today, that we need to be shaken a little bit. We need to realize and to stop making excuses, to stop making even those reasons that seem so good in our eyes and to really push behind our comfort zone, to really push behind what seems comfortable, behind what seems even the right way, you know, or what seems so logical and really ask God for the mountain. All we can do is only ask him the strength. I'm not saying that going to the mountain will be easy. I'm not saying that entering the, the, the territory or the space that God has for you will be easy. I'm not saying that your next step or your next assignment will not feel like, you know, stretch or will not come with his own set of, of tests or trials or difficulties. He probably will. But at the same time, uh, we shouldn't shy away from it just because we don't want to be challenged just because we want to be comfortable. Because if you want to remain small, if you want to remain comfortable, you will remain small. And that's why I said small minds don't win. Every time we settle for less than what God has for us, every time we look at what is beneficial for us instead of looking at what God is calling us to do, we're settling. We're settling for less and we're shrinking our mind. We're not allowing our faith to exercise. We're not allowing our faith to grab and to possess everything that God has, has for us. And that's why last week we talked already about uh, uh, who we're becoming in the sense that we will only become what we allow our faith to possess, to possess, to grasp. Only what our faith can, can, can get us, that's what we will have. That's what we'll become. So if we don't allow our faith to, 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 to be stretched, if we don't allow our expectation to be increased, if we don't allow ourselves even to be uh, just, I'm going to say it, if we don't really allow the Lord to take us out of what we know to those, from those familiar places, to those made-up plans, you know, those templates, I want to say it like that, it's like a template. We have the template. Sometimes it's easier to just use a template Instead of having to create your own, it's easier to use what has been done before, to rely on what's been done, to rely on where you've been before, to rely on even someone else's experience. And we feel safer. We feel protected. We feel like we're making the right choice. But today I want to challenge you and I want to tell you, this is not the choice that God has for you. God is calling you to stretch. God is calling you to increase. God is calling you to push past beyond your fears, beyond your own limitations, beyond what seems so right. Even your own reason and your own wisdom is asking you to rely on his wisdom, to acknowledge him and he will direct your path. He will tell you exactly which way to go. And just like Jesus said, the one who wants to lose to save his life will lose it. But he who wants will lose his life for his name, for the sake of, of obeying, to, of pleasing the Father, he will obtain eternal life. And that's exactly what Lot missed out on. And I don't want you to miss out on it. I want you to really take a time and think about those, those decisions that you have to make. Are you making them from a place of comfort or are you being stretched? Are you walking in obedience to what God is telling you, even if you don't see, even if it seems so distant, even if it seems, it still seems uh, or looks blurry. You don't have all the details. You don't have all the answers. You don't have, you know, like everything figured out. You have many uh, 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 question marks. But as long as you obey the Lord, you will win. As long as you obey God, you follow him, 
in, in these footsteps, you follow the, the, the lead that is already giving you, you will succeed and you will not be a small mind and you will win. So I pray blessing over you and I cannot wait to hear you, uh, to talk to you next week. If you have any question or any comment, don't forget to like our page, to subscribe. And even there is a, the, the, the information also how to send us an email, how to contact us. If there's something that you want to share, we will be happy to hear your, your own story, to hear maybe in what ways you've been challenged and maybe which way you've been redirected. So don't forget to follow us on all the social media platforms, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and even on, on our email also. Send us an email. So God bless you and talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Swords, Spears, and Arrows with Camille Babin. If you would like to find out more, check our website, www.havilasolutions.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Havila Solutions. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss any episode.